0: This week, visiting with our friend Jamie Court from Consumer Watchdog, we're actually getting ready for baseball season. It's a doubleheader. Just a little joke there. We do have a double header, though. We got two topics today, two really, really hot ones. And so it's really great to spend time each and every week with our friend Jamie Court. It's just like going to court, C O U R T. Find him and his great colleagues at consumerwatchdog.org. Jamie Court is the president of consumerwatchdog.org. And Jamie, it's always great to have you on the Norman Goldman Show.
1: Oh, it's always wonderful to be here,
0: Norm. Well, Jamie, we got two big topics today. And and uh, the first one actually is a court case that you know a lot more about than I do. Uh, and it's a fascinating case. It's a really interesting case. It's one that should interest each and every consumer, taxpayer, citizen. It involves a topic that sounded like Hillary Clinton kind of stuff. It's email. Jamie, it's out of the California Supreme Court. What's this case
1: about? Well, this is all about whether our public officials, in this case it was San Jose City Council members or San Jose Redevelopment Agency members, are subject to Public Records Act requests if they're using their private email. And that means they're conducting public business, but they're doing it not on the uh, you know CA.gov email or the uh, San Declara County .dot gov email, but on their own private Apple email or Gmail, and it's been a real problem ever since uh, an appellate court years ago issued a decision that said uh, it is not subject to the Public Records Act if you use your private email. And all of a sudden, all these state officials in California—and this predates. Hillary Clinton email server scandal. All these public officials in California started using their private emails. Of course. They were even doing it before that. Of course. To hide public business. Of course. And... Today, uh, after a couple of years ago, the California Supreme Court agreed to review that appellate court decision. We thought they'd overturn it. They, in fact, did and said, no, if you're you're doing public business, it doesn't matter uh, what email you're using. It should be subject to the Public Records Act. And public entities like the city of San Jose have an obligation to establish some kind of system. Uh, when uh, their public officials are conducting public business, to make sure that it is disclosable under the California Public Records Act, if indeed it is subject to the California Public Records Act. But basically, this is a message from the Supreme Court of California saying you can't hide uh, your uh, public business in a private email account, and uh, that's a that's a very very important principle.
0: Well, Jamie, it seems to me that what the Court of Appeal had done is said, look, the, the decision turns on the status of the ownership of the email account, right? I mean, it was this very formalistic approach. They said, if that's a Gmail account, hey, that's a private email account. So it's got to be private. Whereas the California Supreme Court said not so fast there. That opens up a door to all kinds of abuse because then you could do exactly what these politicians immediately started doing was moving all the public. Business onto private servers. saying, see it's private. The status of it is a private server, so everything on it is automatically or ipso facto private. The truth of the matter is, is that the law says we never exalt form over substance. We exalt substance over form. And if government officials are conducting public business by email, it doesn't matter what the status is. It's a public document. Jamie, it seemed to me that's not a really difficult or controversial concept. Was this a unanimous decision out of the California Supreme Court?
1: Seven members said uh, yes. That's unanimous. Uh. There it is. <laughs> So is. We're, we're in pretty uh, firm ground here, I think, in terra firma.
0: Now, Jerry, and, but, uh, but this only applies now to, like, Jerry Brown, I mean, in California state. No, it applies, cali-
1: I think. Well, it applies to every local and state agency in California. Right, and but it's I only California.
0: California. It's only California. I don't want people only in Nevada and Arizona.
1: Only people out here <laughs> have uh, <in> this right. <laughs> uh, but, but I think other states will look to it and it will reverberate across America. California courts are often, as you know, used uh, you know precedents here, while well, they're, they're not pres- precedential, in other uh, jurisdictions uh they can be cited and uh i think they will be cited in this case absolutely and i think it, it it's a bipartisan issue because it doesn't matter if it's a democratic redevelopment agency or a republican uh administration or a democratic president uh, you know secretary of state you know, I, mean, I think we've we've all agreed that the public officials shouldn't be able to hide the public's business on a private email server, and uh, well, it's the a kind court of a, didn't make a hell of a lot of sense. To well,
0: me. it's it's Thank kind of you, a it's right? a it's a broad principle it's a good government principle that has everybody agreeing on it whether democrats or republicans call themselves liberals or conservatives everybody says hey these are our tax dollars this is public business and you should be conducting out in the open and not hiding it by using formalistic you know silly ruses like private email
1: absolutely see
0: well, there you go we have if we, it's unanimous
1: if you, if you remember <laughs> years ago we had this ballot measure Prop 45 to regulate health insurance rates and very low turnout, but, but it's the opinion leaders and the editorial boards, what it hinged on was whether this agency called Covered California, which was our state exchange, was doing its job well, and we contended it wasn't. And we used the Public Records Act to find the communications between the health insurance industry and Covered California working together to stop Prop 45, which of course would have showed we need health insurance rate regulation from an insurance commissioner because this agency is not doing the job. We were thwarted by The Covered California agency has said, under this San Jose decision, we're not giving you any emails because our board members all operate on private email. Wow. Real damage was
0: done. Real damage was done.
1: And the initiative failed. A lot of editorial boards said, let's give Covered California a chance. And now we're seeing, you know, double-digit premium increases in California because we don't have health insurance regulation. So I think, you know, lots of billions of dollars were overpaid. Uh, because we couldn't get some basic access to information about public officials, public business. And, you know, that, that's, that, that has ramifications far yeah. beyond any uh, piece of litigation or any one redevelopment issue. I mean, it has ramifications across the board for the environment, for our health. for So I think this is a, a huge victory uh, for the public.
0: Well, I think it's scandalous that uh, you were prevented from getting public records by politicians using private email and then having a court of appeal decision saying, see, we can hide it from you so they can just stick their tongue out at you and say, you know, go pound sand while they're doing all this kind of stuff, uh, you know, hiding it it behind their backs. and, And that prevented you from putting on your best case to the voters to try and get health insurance rate regulation. So now we've got the very catastrophe that would have been prevented, Jamie. And this is why I love Consumer Watchdog. So I've got to move us over to another topic because I, I we've got I've got to straighten out the record here. If only for my own psychological well-being, I want to set the record straight on a point, and it's very important in today's times. In any event, if you don't know Jamie Court by now, check out ConsumerWatchdog.org. Get to know Jamie Court and all the great people there. The best consumer group, in my in my humble opinion, as anybody. But, Jamie, I have been counseling Indivisible and people who've been organizing under the hashtag Indivisible and looking at Indivisible Guide, G-U-I-D-E. People have been looking and downloading IndivisibleGuide.com, and I have been saying very gently and, I, and, and with love, with love, Yeah, you know, I think Indivisible missed one. I think they missed the, t- the local TV, getting on TV and embarrassing the local congressman, the local senator by having 200 constituents in front of the office saying, you're going to kill me by repealing my health care. And it occurred to me as I've been counseling people to get on TV and tell them how to do it. You know, you're the guy who taught it to me. Absolutely. Years and years ago. So I want to just you know, clean the record up here and say it's you, Jamie and Zuma Watchdog, that taught me this tactic. And since you taught it to me, you really ought to, you know, just explain it as it ought to be done as a way of getting public officials to pay attention to you. Isn't that what it's all about, getting on this, this getting on TV
1: thing? Well, it's certainly better and more effective to have a, you know, a press conference in front of a, of a television camera with access to you know, hundreds of thousands of people than it is uh, not to have the television camera there. Absolutely. Uh, and the way you get the camera there is, is, you know, something that obviously I learned from others as well, but it's all relationships. And, and the way the TV media has worked for many, many decades is you have to have relationships with the people at those stations. You have to have credibility. They have to hear from you. And so, you know, I mean, in any city, uh, there are maybe, you know, five, three to five, some cities, two, Towns, two TV stations, and they have assignment desks and assignment editors and, and and news managers, and they have reporters. And you know, if you want to get someone out, you gotta uh, you gotta get them a, an advisory. I mean, the advisory telling them what you're doing, where, when, why it's important, and uh, let them know you're there. And they have to know you too, and they have to know that you're gonna deliver that news about that senator, that congressman, in a way that. Is uh, direct and dramatic and uh, cuts to the chase because they don't have much time and they need to process most of these segments, you know, with pictures and compelling stories and eight seconds or so sound bites. We we always you know used to say and I think they still do if it bleeds it leads. So the more dramatic, the more blood, more likely you are to get TV stations there because they care about ratings to tell your story and then of course your senator or congress person is going to be a lot more uh, impacted or your state representative or your local city council member if you have cameras there. Uh, In fact, people spend, you know, months sometimes organizing demonstrations of thousands of people. But then they forget to tell the TV cameras they're there. They forget the TV cameras they are there and no one sees it other than the thousands of people that are there. And I always say it's much better, you know, to have a, a compelling uh, human story, someone impacted by an issue or an event or, or a senator that was going to lose their health care or someone who won't be able to get health care if they change the rules, and five TV cameras, all of which takes, you know, a couple of hours to find the right person and write the press advisor and call the TV stations. It would take us more than an hour, I'm sure, than it is to get, you know, hundreds of people out to a street corner with no one there to cover what they're doing. So other people don't see it. So being strategic and making sure you understand what your platform is and who's watching and, and, and TV still is where people get most of their news, their nightly news.
0: Well, Jamie, I, Comes from TV. I have been to lots and lots of press conferences and, uh, and I have seen reporters say, where are the victims? I mean, they show up, the sound truck shows up, the reporter comes barging out. And the first thing the reporter says is where are the victims? Because the reporters don't have a lot of time, right? They got to get the video. They got to get back to the, to the station, cut it up, right? Do they got to do their separate little stand up to introduce the thing? And they need victims. And it's what you said. And I really don't want to let that just pass. It needs highlighting. They want compelling human stories. And the way the reporters, I've always seen, where are the victims? They want victims. They want somebody, to say I have cancer Obamacare has saved my life if you kill Obamacare I will die that's what they need but if you promise the TV reporters that you've got these people you must deliver because if you show up and they show up and you don't have victims they're going to say this person isn't real and they'll never listen to you again and you won't get any TV coverage
1: right yeah I mean you have to make sure that they you know what they know you, you've got what they're looking for which is someone who can tell a story that needs to be communicated in really emotional, human terms. It doesn't go on forever. You know, it can give you uh, the, the, the eight seconds, the story in eight strong seconds uh, in big strokes because, and, and realizing the whole TV piece may be a minute or a minute and a half or at most three minutes.
0: And your part story. of it is going to be a tiny fragment
1: of that. Your story is going to be, you know, a very small part. And they need to see it with pictures. This is TV. So you need to have a visual imagery. You have to have, uh, you know, we've done all sorts of things. One, one of my um, favorite, I'm actually looking at a picture on my wall, years ago, uh, we were protesting at Chris Cox's office. Congressman Chris we Cox. We called it the Cox, at the time he was, before he became the head of the SEC. and uh, Helped destroy he, the economy. Uh, <laughs> helped, yes. <And> he was <laughs> Under George a, he was a, W. Bush. He was actually a... He was a securities lawyer originally before he we went to public office, and he was a, he, he represented uh, swindlers. So, what better person to put in charge of this? <laughs> anyway, um, he he. So we were. I was much younger then. We had a young child, Stephen Olson, who uh, couldn't see and couldn't uh, had had cerebral palsy because of medical negligence incident. And Cox was trying to put a, a limit on the rights of victims to sue federally. So we had Stephen. Mom and Dad, Kathy and Stephen Olson, in a stroller with some signs and a big pail of manure because we were going to give back to Congressman Cox exactly what he was giving to the people of California by saying these caps on uh, victims have worked for people. And uh, we had the, the, the mom to tell the story, the picture of the child and the family. And the. the Pale the of manure. Visual imagery of what, yeah, and then the, of course, the aide had to come out and take the bucket from me, and then I went, you know, we, there was the picture of me holding out the bucket, and, you know, the people, and, you know, there's a skirmish over what is a public sidewalk, what is even a private business park, and that all creates an event, you know, in a moment. And it's hard because that was in Orange County, and there aren't many TV cameras in Orange County. That's so right. A couple that come away from L.A., they had, I think they had radio and AP there, but. You know, you've got to pick convenient locations. you got to pick it, uh, you know, uh, uh, understanding, you know, what your best chances of, of uh, getting coverage are. And that puts pressure. It does put pressure on, on congressmen, on senators, on state legislators. They, they don't like people showing up to their office with manure. Uh, they don't like people, <laughs> and TV you know, they don't cameras. Like... And TV cameras. And TV cameras to see the manure. Right? That's exactly right. And, and then they're right. on TV. So. That's right. With the manure. And then then once they respond, they have to say something, and whatever they say becomes the subject of your next action, right? Uh, And so it's, and, and will they meet? Why won't they? Why aren't they there to meet with? Whoever you want them to meet with. Well, why are they locking the door? It's it's a, a, a tactic, and right?
0: and that's what's happening now with indivisible, right? Why they're exactly. holding the constituents are holding town halls, right? And the politicians aren't showing up, and the TV is there to show the constituents saying, "Where's my congressman? We're all here. Where are you? Talk to us. We are your
1: voters." Well, well it goes back to the, the founding of our nation. The government only operates with the it operates with the consent of the governed, and the governed are flexing their muscle and there is no taxation without representation so a congressman has to show up and answer to the people they represent and it's it's a tool that's not used often enough and and fortunately uh, people's eyes are opening up and, and and as they they wake up and see what world they live in they start to reach for some old tools that have been uh, part of our democracy forever yeah. <laughs> and
0: dormant long dormant. Jamie, I've got to leave it there, but I, I feel better. I'll sleep now tonight knowing that I set the record straight. You taught me this stuff about TV years and years and years ago, and I've been, you know, kind of reteaching it, but I really want to give you the credit for it because I got it well, from you. don't give me the
1: credit. Someone taught it to me. I'm just <laughs> too old to remember. So, honestly. I didn't learn. I had to learn it somewhere.
0: Well, there you go. We all pass it along to each other. It's kind of well, like, true. you know, this
1: is communal knowledge. This is our, these are, these are not proprietary. We don't put trademarks on things, man. We, we are, we, we share. are one, we, we share. are we are part of a culture that, that has to exert itself. If we're not going to let the, the corporations and the crooks and politics take it over.
0: Jamie, that's why I love you and consumer watchdog. I thank you so very much as always for being part of the show. We got a lot of work ahead of us. Check out Jamie Court, C O U R T consumerwatchdog.org with us every week for more great stuff from Jamie Corden. Jamie, thanks again. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Thank you, Noor.